You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Small Business Made Simple, where we take the complex theories and strategies and make them simple to understand and put into action. My name is Tim Kroll. I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, and your co-host for today, and I'm excited to jump into today's topic. Gaps. Leadership gaps. The gap in leadership. There's a couple of different ways to express this topic today. I am really, really thankful to have Chris Apple with me. We have been friends for now almost two years, I think, Chris. I think it's approximately maybe a little bit longer. So, uh, But my goodness, I've just thoroughly enjoyed watching you grow both in your company, your personal life, your family life. There have been some major, major strides that I've watched you grow in your leadership thing. So I am super excited to hear about your journey, hear a little bit more about some of the things that you learned about leadership. Um, I truly am proud to be able to call you a friend. I'm proud to call you a brother. Uh, this is just so many awesome things that I could say about you. Um, I, you've got so many cool things in your story and I'm like so hesitant to share too much. <laughs> well, Tim, Tim, thank you so much. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to talk with you. I'm excited to talk about leadership. Mm -hmm. I love this. I think that leadership is the thing that can make a difference in our life. Oh my uh, goodness. I, I, you're, you're, you're beating my heart, man. It's so awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. So let's jump into this. So let's, first of all, uh, you know, it's for, obviously uh, some of the people in the audience are not going to know who you are. Now I always love to start with a journey. Uh, again, it's just kind of more of the process, the story behind who you are. And I love starting with that. So can you share a little bit about your journey? Uh, just what got you to where you're at and yeah, sure, sure. So, so I've got to tell you that, uh, first of all, the one thing I want everyone to know is I'm a family man. I've got an awesome wife. I've got three kids. Uh, I've got four kids. See, I just goofed on that. <laughs> <laughs> Typical man thing, and it's okay. So, uh, That's what we all don't do. Ask me, <laughs> don't ask me what my anniversary is. It was last weekend, but I've probably already forgotten. Well, now so one, of the kids, one of the kids are coming back and say, Dad, which, which one did you forget? It wasn't me, right? It wasn't me. No, no, it wasn't you. <laughs> anyway, so I'm a family man. I love my family. Everything I do is for them. Uh, something else that you've got to know about me is I love God. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer. I love the Lord, and, and everything I do is for him. And it all comes back to that. Um, I think we've all got a story to tell. We've all got a story to share. Uh, our life is uh, an experience that we can learn from. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, uh, I really look back to when I was a kid. Um, I grew up uh, in a family business. I watched my mom and dad uh, start with nothing. Uh, we lived in a trailer park. Uh, we got in trouble if we left the lights on in the room. They were saving money, <laughs> trying to get their business started. They were... Uh, working two jobs, working at nights and on the weekends, uh, building houses. So my dad's a home builder, really successful now. Uh, but I grew up in that when they, and I saw them start from nothing. And I, I really learned what it meant to sacrifice and what it meant to uh, work hard, mm. learned work ethic. Uh, I saw what it, uh, what it takes to, to make something from nothing. So I learned that as a kid, I learned how to build a house growing up from the time I was 10 <laughs> until 25, I was immersed in it. Mm. And I, I thought that's what my career was going to be. And uh, so I, I learned how to build houses, but what I really learned was how to build 
and how to make things happen and how to take something that wasn't there and turn it into something. That's cool. So that's kind of my early, my, my early childhood, my life growing up as a kid. Uh, in 2008, we all know the house market crashed. Mm-hmm. So I went from having a promising future thinking, okay, I'm going to go make a lot of money building houses and I'm going to have a four wheel drive truck and then a swimming pool in the backyard. I'm going to have all this success to, uh, I was doing handyman work. Mm. I was just uh, trying to make a little bit of money to cover the bills that week. Uh, thank God I didn't have a family yet. Uh, Katie and I had just started dating my wife, Katie, and I had just started dating. So I didn't have a lot of pressure on me, but I, I was kind of low. without a direction I didn't really know where I was going to handyman job for this guy and he had a power wash rig for sale uh, he wanted a thousand dollars for it mm. well the only catch to this was is uh, I didn't have a thousand bucks I'd been through some through the house of market crash through some other personal problems and things that happened and I was broke and uh, didn't have the money uh, but thankfully I had been given a tool shed and this tool shed was sitting in my backyard I wasn't really doing anything with it and a friend came over and he said, hey, he said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a thousand bucks for that tool shed. <laughs> and we loaded it up on his trailer, took it over to his house that day. He gave me a thousand dollars cash and I went over and uh, bought that power wash rig and got started. We were in business, printed off some flyers and the next day started out knocking on doors. And that's how we got into the service industry, power wash business and uh, went from thinking I'm going to build houses to now I'm knocking on people's doors, asking them if I can wash their house for 150 bucks. Right, right. And that's the company that you currently have. So let me just interrupt there. So a little bit, sorry, the, uh, because I didn't really announce this as far as all the different companies, but you have Arkansas Pro Wash. That's the company that you currently are running and you've got a great leadership team. Um, So that's, that's that part. It's Arkansas Pro Wash in case anybody has questions about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's how we started Arkansas Pro Wash. And uh, we've been in business 11 years now, uh, Mm. 15 employees. We work for commercial uh, property managers, uh, building owners in central Arkansas we got an amazing company. I've got an awesome team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't always been that way. Uh, this is where I've, I've kind of learned how to close some leadership gaps. Uh, so that's kind of our, our, my story of how yeah. we got started and, and uh, where we've come from. Yeah, and I think you've got so much experience in uh, whether a business has been in business for one or two or three years versus even a company that may have been in business for 15 years or 20 years and are still struggling with some of the same things. Because everybody comes back and they all are going to hit the stage that you hit even a couple of years ago of, oh, I really do need to build out my leadership team. I need to be able to delegate. I need to be able to make sure I've got strong people in there. And then again, we're all talking about leadership. And I know you before in our green room, we were talking about this. You said before we even get into the leadership gaps, before we even talk about some of these other gaps that are existing, we have to, I forget exactly what you said, if something to the effect of we need to dispel the misconceptions or. I yeah, we, we, we've go got ahead. to define what leadership really is. And, and even before we do that, we've got to say that if, if we're going to lead, if we are, if we want to grow in life or if we want to be better in whatever it is, it's okay to face reality and say, you know what, I don't have it all figured out, mm-hmm. but I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to, I want to change something. And, uh, uh, what I've learned is that once we do that, if, if there was one thing that we could focus on that can make everything else better, it's leadership. Mm-hmm. Tim, so what is leadership? That, I guess that's the next question. Yeah. And that's the, that's the first gap that you've got to talk about is, is what's leadership. And so many people go through their life and think that uh, someday when I finally make it, I'll get to be the leader and I'll get to have that position or that title on my door 
or uh, I'll get to sit in the big chair and I can tell everyone else what to do and, and I can just really do whatever I want. They, they see leadership as a position, as, uh, as enti- it's almost entitled, entitlement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the old way of looking at leadership and too many people get caught up in that. So uh, we've really got to change that mindset and kind of ask what is leadership and what's that going to look at before we ever can really have the conversation. So how would you define it then? Uh, you know, especially if somebody's looking at that like, ah, I kind of thought that's the- society. Society is telling us that's what leadership is. If you got yeah, a title, so- you're good. So what is leadership? So uh, there's a few different ways you can say it. It all comes back to the same place. But first of all, I would say leadership is making a difference. Uh, leadership is taking something that's not and turn it into something better. If you're the leader, it should be better when you're, when you're done with it than it was before you got there. Um, we hear the word servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and quite often people don't even know what to really make of that. What does that mean, servant leadership? Does that mean that I'm going to, uh, go to the shop and clean the toilet and pick up trash after my guys or my employees? Uh, am I going to do their job for them? Uh, there might be some times we help them, but servant leadership's not doing their job for them. Servant leadership is, uh, uh, the, let me define it this way, servant or serving is helping. So if I'm a servant leader, my job is to help others. Uh, reach their fullest potential or help the organization reach its goals or help others. Yeah. I, can we dig into this a little bit? And this is going to be yeah. a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I think it's so critical because I, you're touching on a topic that at times is controversial. Other times it's misunderstood. And in each of those situations, it's just a different approach to what we call or what we define leadership. So we can go back, and I know you said you're a strong believer, and I agree with that. The, the first servant leader that we can go back to as far as an example is Jesus Christ. In business world and corporate world, Robert Greenleaf is, quote, unquote, the father of servant leadership. And as he built AT&T, mm-hmm. he's, got, he's written a whole book on that. And now we have classes in our, our, our universities that talk about servant leadership. And one of the things, and I love the fact that you even brought this topic up, one of the things that you're right and spot on with this is the fact that sometimes when we hear the word servant leader, we immediately think that we have to be, like you said, the individual that's going, picking up, you know, the trash, going back and through the, is that- Everyone's whipping boy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so where, so if we look at, and that's, that's a great concept, I love that concept right there. So if we look at it from that perspective and we say, okay, what truly does it mean to be a servant leader? How then do you become a strong leader while being a servant leader? And how do those two things, how are they intertwined and how do they work together? That's a deep question. I know. That I really, know. That's why that I really that. is a rabbit hole. <laughs> but let's take, let's take a couple let minutes. Me, I think it's important. I really do. Let me, let me see if I can frame this. If you're, if you're the leader of the organization, you've got to know in your heart, you have to know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You have to know the purpose of the organization and you've got to believe in it. And you've got to be ready to lay down and die for that cause mm-hmm. for whatever that reason is. You've got to be willing to fight for it. You know, and sometimes that might, that might mean uh, helping someone reach their fullest potential. It might mean holding them accountable. It might mean uh, training them up. Uh, it doesn't mean just laying down and being a whipping boy. It means doing everything with the greater good in mind. Mm-hmm. So you're there to help them, but helping them might not be just laying down for them. Yeah. And I love that concept of helping them, even if they don't like it, even a, if a they leader don't, doesn't, yeah. 
a leader can't give them what they want. A leader's got to give them what they really need. Yeah, that's a, almost a direct quote from the the servant leader. I think it's called as a book. I mean, I just read that not too long ago. I don't know. If I can't remember if you did or not, but it's uh, it's James Turner. Yeah, and that's where yep. I took it from. Yeah, I mean, that's a direct quote out of a great, great book. I'm glad you brought that up because that is so true. It's you give them what they need, not what they want. And I, you know, even so, let's just relate this real quick to even raising kids because that's a very easy illustration. You give the kids what they need, not necessarily what they what they want. If you give them everything that they want, that leads to all of the temper tantrums that are laying down in the middle of the grocery store. I want the candy bar, but that's not what they need. They need the healthy food. They don't need all the sugar and all the crap, all the other stuff that's going on, but that's what they want. So being a good leader as a dad, as a father, and as a mother, you're getting what they need, not necessarily what they want. That principle applies directly to your employees as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a, that, again, this could be a huge rabbit hole. We could probably talk for a half hour just on this one topic, but I think it's really critical to understand the definition of that servant leader. Yes, absolutely. And uh, there's another book, uh, Tim, Good to Great, mm, uh, Jim Collins, Collins yeah. and it, he actually uses the, the phrase uh, level five leader. Mm-hmm. But if you read the, maybe the, the postscript in the book, he talks about how they considered using servant leader, but it was just such a confusing term. Mm-hmm. People just really lack clarity on what that really meant that he went with level five leader. Yeah. That's a, another good resource there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's jump into the meat of what you've learned and you, you laid out three different pieces here. So as we come up, there's three leadership gaps. That's what you're, that, that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to just turn it over to you. Let you go ahead and jump into that. Cause I think these are great. Yeah. So if leader, leadership is about making something happen, if servant leadership is about making something happen, look at it this way. It's about closing the gap. It's about taking people from where they are to where they need to be. Mm. And it's not for yourself. It's for, it's for the greater good. It's for the team, whatever you're a part of. Uh, and the first gap that we have to close is just the leadership gap uh, it, with ourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a leader, if we expect anyone else to grow, if we expect anyone else to change or anyone else to move from where they are to someplace else, it's got to start with us. Um, so for myself, we'd started the business back in 2009 and by 2015, we had had our, our best year we'd ever had build more, had more employees, things looked better than ever. And I realized at the end of the year that, uh, I was wore out. I was tired. I'd been carrying the ball on everything. Uh, I neglected to build, develop any type of leadership around me. I neglected to really grow as a leader myself. I just hadn't put any focus on it. Um, so uh, that's kind of where the, the journey started for me. Uh, just kind of hit the wall and realized that, wow, if we're going to go any further than this, if I'm not going to wear myself out holding this company together, I've got to develop other leaders and I've got to grow as my, as a leader myself. Mm. So I was able to start and then I hired my first leadership coach, hired a John Maxwell coach here locally, um, really started reading a lot. Went down to Orlando and went to a John Maxwell uh, certification event just to learn more about leadership and just to learn what I was missing. And uh, that's kind of really it. Joined the Conquer coaching program a couple of years ago. It's been tremendously helpful uh, working with you on leadership, but a leader just has to grow themselves. It has to start with us. I couldn't agree more because growing mentally with our education, and I've talked with you about this before, but this is kind of the core of everything. It's growing physically, spiritually, socially, and mentally. And as we grow in all of those areas, I think it's absolutely critical. Let me add one more resource to this whole thing because there's a book called The Leadership Gap 
by Lolly Daskal. And she's a great, great resource. And she shows the gaps between what our strengths are and our weaknesses. And then what is that difference between those two? Uh, so another great resource there is Lolly Daskal's The Leadership Gap. Great read, great understanding. You can even take a test that will point you in the direction of where your gap is at and what you can work on. On Tim, I thought you and I were going to write a book called The Leadership Gap. <laughs> it's already been written. Us to it. <laughs> yeah, no, she actually wrote that book. I mean, it's a great book. I actually have two copies up here. So if somebody calls me or asks me, I'd, I'd give away one copy. So we've got to do that. We've got to, if we want to, we want to close gaps in our business. If we want to grow as a leader, it's got to start with us. We've got to close the leadership gap in our own life. Mm. We've got to look, take a hard look at ourselves and just see, you know, where am I? Where are my shortcomings and where do I need to grow? And, and uh, I kind of started with this, but it's okay. There's nothing wrong with not being all that, with not having it figured out. We can't fix anything we don't, uh, we don't acknowledge. Mm, that's so true. It's those blind spots that really get us. It's those things that we don't recognize and that we don't look for. And those are the things that come back and bite us because they just sit right there, just waiting the entire time. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, here it is. So, yeah, okay, so let's, let's, one more thing on this. And I know this is a little bit about the application part of it, but if somebody was sitting out there and like, man, I don't know where I would even start as a leader, where I would, what, what would you suggest would be the first thing to start on? Where would you say, hey, this was where I started. It may not be for everybody, but this is where I started uh, to be able to learn about myself. Yeah, definitely. Well, the, the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Mm. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Mm-hmm. So you've got to start a personal growth journey. You've got to start pursuing wisdom, whether that's getting around other people that have been there before you, uh, whether that means picking up a book or going to a conference. You've got to be willing to say, hey, I'm, maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I know I can get there. And you've got to start some type of journey, whether that's hiring a coach, uh, reading books, you know, watching videos, whatever it is, that's what you've got to do. You've just got to take action. You've got to live, uh, live in pursuit of wisdom. I love that. Live in pursuit of wisdom. That's a great, great little tweet somebody needs to tweet that out <laughs> yeah but that's yeah, definitely. that's incredible yeah so i mean if i'm going to sum up just what you said recognize that you need to grow and then take action those are basically your steps you just have to recognize it and then step forward and be willing to say i am going to take that action whatever it is just take that action yeah don't be so hard on yourself yeah that's so true <laughs> i almost feel it. like you're telling me not to be hard on myself no, no, no. like yeah no, no, no but i should i need to listen to that well so i'll say it to you you can say it back to me <laughs> yeah i mean we should basically just tell everybody say it to yourself don't be so hard on yourself look in the mirror and don't be so hard on yourself so that because I, I have to remind remind myself all the time about that Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. 
All right, so you got the leadership gap working on yourself. That's the first part, the first aspect of this. Go ahead with the second one. Yeah, yeah. So the second thing I would say is uh, it's closing the why gap. You've got to know why you're doing what you do. Uh, and once you know this, Tim, you and I have talked about this a lot, but if someone understands why they're doing something, they can go through hell to, hell to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't give up. They'll stick in there. And if the motivation's all wrong, uh, their actions or the things that they do and uh, towards other people or whatever, towards whatever they're doing, is going to be off. Um, so you got to know why, why do you want to lead? You've got to get your motivation right. You've got to understand that. Uh, is it all about me or is it all about us? Um, there's nothing wrong with this. My, when my wife and I first uh, really were married, business is going in the first few years. Our goal was just to live comfortably without worry. That, and that was it. We just wanted to provide for our family. We didn't want to worry about how we were going to pay bills or, or, or things like that. Okay. And that was okay for where we were at. But as I hit that leadership wall and I really started looking at what was my motivation, why was I doing this? And the bottom line was, is it was mostly about me. It was about making my life better. It wasn't about uh, influencing my employees. It wasn't about really serving my customer. Uh, they were there just to help me. And uh, see, we've got to get our why right. So let me, let me ask you this question, because I think there's going to be others in the same exact position as you. Again, it calls about Maslow's hierarchy, where you have your survival and your needs, and then you start into self-actualization, and you kind of move up through that. Yeah. So here's the, here's the question, because I know that there are going to be people that are listening that are in that first stage of goal, like I want to live comfortably, and that's the survival, and that's okay. That's where you're at. But they're starting to come up against that wall, like you said, that leadership wall or that leadership piece. What was the catalyst that made you aware and made you want to be able to take action? What, what, was there a trigger? Was there an action? Was there a real, what happened? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked. For, so for me, the thing that changed my Y gap, the thing that closed the Y gap for me is uh, uh, I, w- I went to church as a kid. I was saved as a little boy and I knew about God, but I really didn't, I didn't know God. And mm. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, and that was me. And through my twenties, we kind of fell down, had some hard times. Realize, I realized that my way didn't work. Realized I wasn't making it very far on my own. And I uh, rededicated my life to Christ in t- 2012. And in that, in the years following that, I realized that that was my why. My mm. why was to serve him. My why was not about me anymore. Um, and it's not about me at all. I learned that. And uh, that's why I do what I do. That's why, you know, raising my family to serve the Lord, running my business to serve the Lord. And that's my why. And that's what, that's kind of, it changed my life. So I, and let me dive one question deeper in this part of it. How do you flush that out on a daily basis? So if somebody's going to look at that and say, man, that's really honorable, that's really cool but that really doesn't mean a whole lot. So until I see the action behind that, what is that? So how do you flush that out? Yeah. So that's, that's a really deep question. We can go far down the rabbit, rabbit hole on that one. Uh, five, five minutes. I'll give you five minutes to go down okay. there. <laughs> okay. It won't take five minutes. So when most people think of a Christian or they hear about a Christian in business, they think, Oh yeah, right. You're just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's true. Um, quite often Christians or believers have, have given, a, given us a bad rap by the way they do business. Uh, they, we think that's slapping a Jesus fish on the back of windshield of our truck. Nothing wrong with that, but they think that that's what's going to make them Christian uh, or make their business better. And uh, it's just not, we've got to really live it out. And so for us, 
uh, it's just knowing that we exist to serve our customer. I mean, that's the God made us to serve our property managers. They really truly have a need. Uh, you mentioned Maslow's hierarchy. Uh, they have a need and we've got to meet it. And if we don't do that, we're not in business. We've got to operate with honesty, integrity, all those baseline things that you just assume that everyone already is doing. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, an, old, an old way of doing business would be, uh, you know, the business exists to make money and make a profit and the customer is only there to be taken from. So mm-hmm. we really put a lot of emphasis, emphasis on giving to our customer. Uh, like I said, we exist to serve them. Uh, the second part of it, I would say, is uh, our employees. It would be easy to say that uh, in most businesses, the employee is only there uh, is cannon fodder. They're expendable, you know, use them up, wear them out. And when you're finished with them, there's more where that came from. Mm-hmm. But we really put a lot of emphasis on, on investing in our team. And, that, and that's something I want to talk about too. Uh, in our third gap, mm-hmm. we put a lot of emphasis on growing them to reach their fullest potential. And then finally, uh, we, we, we do make money as a business and we can use that to impact needs in the community. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we're fleshing that out. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I love, I, cause this is all tying together, which I think is going to be a nice little bow at the end here when we talk about the third point, but you're talking about the fact of the exist to serve the customers. And again, coming back to what we said at the very beginning with understanding what leadership is, I, I, I'm so thankful we actually define that because it's the existence to serve the needs of the customers versus the wants of the customers. And it's very applicable here. Same thing with the employees. You exist to serve the needs, not the wants, because, I mean, face it, how many bad customers have you had? <laughs> I mean, we all have experienced that, right? <laughs> well, well, there are just certain customers that don't, they're, uh, they don't line up with our values. Mm-hmm. So maybe we don't, we don't need to work for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's so true because so often I've seen cut, uh, businesses take on the motto of the customer is always right. And that's not necessarily true. And therefore you burn your relationship with your employees where you're saying investing with the team, you burn, burn that relationship with them in the fact of saying, well, no, the customer's right. So we're just going to, and it, it, man, it, it was funny. Let me just share this one thing because I think this is so true. And it, this will be our great segue into the team building and the team gap thing that you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. Southwest, one of their core values is to have fun. A woman sent a letter to the president of Southwest and criticized how, as they go through some of the safety features and some of the things all it's like, you shouldn't make, you shouldn't have fun with that. You shouldn't do uh, the funny things. You shouldn't use voices or rapid or whatever. You shouldn't do all of that stuff. And most companies would reply back, say, I'm so sorry. We're going to fix this. We're going to change this. We're going to do this better. We're going to become better. We're going to do blah, 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 all of that stuff. But you know what the president wrote back and said, we'll see you later. We'll see you later. <laughs> Because it wasn't their ideal avatar because they were so focused on making sure that they served and they followed their core values. And this transitions into your third point. I'll let you take it away. Well, well, hold on. Before we transition, I've just got to say, I've got to add to that. So if we really, if we believe that we exist to serve our our unique customer, Mm -hmm. then uh, that person for Southwest, she was not their unique customer. And they understood that. I'm just kind of echoing what you just said. You said right there. Um, Something else on the why gap is, uh, you know, I said, it's, it can't be about us mm-hmm. and it's okay. If we're at the, if we're at the level in our life where we're trying to meet our needs or we're, or we're working our way up that pyramid, that's great. We need to keep yeah. growing. We need to keep going. If we can ever reach a point in our life where what we do is bigger than us, mm-hmm. whether it's our business or our, our home life or, 
or whatever organization we're a part of. If, it, if we can be a part of something that's bigger than us, our life is just going to go to another level. Yeah, so true. So true. Then rolling over into the, the last gap that I would, I would talk about would be the team gap. And, right. and this is what I, I realized is that, you know, I really didn't know why I was doing what I was doing or my, maybe my why was a little off. I realized that I needed to grow as a leader. I really realized that I, didn't, I had no leaders around me. I'd, I'd failed to develop anyone around me. And, and people need that. People need to be invested in. People need to know that, that there's hope for them and that they can grow and they can become more uh, than what they are. Uh, we have to, as leaders, see people as they could be and not as they are currently. Mm. Four or five years ago, uh, we were doing this team breakfast for our, for our crew on Friday mornings. We had just started doing it. And uh, I kind of had an epiphany that I needed to be nicer to my employees or I needed to value them more. So I was doing this breakfast and I just cooked breakfast for them. And one of the guys cornered me and he said, Chris, he said, if you treated us like you treat the customers, he said, we'd work harder for you and we care more about you. And man, that hurt. And I'll tell you that it kind of, it got under my skin. And I, at the time, I really didn't accept it. Mm. I thought, man, I just cooked breakfast for you. What are you talking about? But he was just saying overall, he, in the time that he had been with our company, he saw it. I mean, I put extreme emphasis on serving the customer, but I was still seeing my employee as someone to be, uh, just to be, to do the work. Hey, you're getting a paycheck. Go out there and get it done. So let me ask you this question, follow-up question on that. What impact did you see from that attitude, that mental mindset kind of a situation versus now overcoming that? What was the impact that you had on the company basically treating them like cannon fodder? Yeah, so okay, so let's say culture change is really hard. Yeah. If you've ever came into an organization that had been doing it a certain way for a long time and everyone there knew that, just walking in one day and saying, Hey guys, here's some bacon and eggs. Let's do it differently from now on. They're like, yeah, right. We know how you are. What are you really up to? Yep. Uh, so, uh, help me if I'm not answering your, your question, but, uh, at first it was really hard and it took mm -hmm. a few years to really get it to stick. Um, there were some people that had to leave that they just weren't going to buy in and weren't going to accept a better way of doing things or a different way of doing things. Uh, but over the, the last five years, it's really, it's really helped us uh, develop a sense of family, a sense of community, a sense of team. Um, it's allowed me to, to lower my expectation, uh, maybe lower pressure on my crew and just see them as, as people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so <clears throat> what would you see, what would you say would be the biggest unexpected advantage to suddenly changing that focus and valuing the team and closing that gap between well I'll just express the gap the, the gap is between treating them like cannon fodder versus a, a valuable member of an in, uh, of a, an organization almost to the point of family so closing yeah, that so what would you be what would you say would be the, the the most unexpected benefit and why would I as a individual want to undertake or a business owner, why would I want to undertake a year long process or multiple year long process to develop a good culture? A personal benefit for myself is just waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and knowing that, that what I'm doing is, is a, a good thing that mm -hmm. it's making a difference in lives. Um, we talked, talked about this team. We have a lot of employees that have fallen down in life and, and they've been through problems and, and we all have, 
and given, uh, uh, seeing our business as a place where we can give someone an opportunity and help them mm-hmm. grow. It's, it just makes me, so there's a lot of personal benefit to that. Uh, there's, there's a high cost to it, uh, to have a, a team breakfast where you have 10 or 15 people sitting around uh, on the clock. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot more than bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. True. To do that weekly, uh, mm-hmm. to do uh, quarterly training days where you pay everyone for a day to, to train and to team build and do those types of things. There's a high cost to it, um, but it's worth it. In yeah. what way? In what way is it worth it? When you invest, when we invest in the people that are with us, not only are they able to serve our customer better, but it moves the whole mission of the organization ahead. I mean, we, as an organization, we're able to accomplish our goals and our vision and our purpose because we're investing. We're not worried about doing a lot of outside things. We're investing inwardly mm-hmm. on our team. Yeah, and I, I would add to that, just to, if you wanted to be specific or just boil it down to dollars and cents, yes, there's a high cost. Yes, there's a lot of investment, time, money. On the other hand, how much does it cost you to turn over your employees? There's oh, so absolutely. Many, I've seen so many companies, it's a revolving door. They're constantly having to train, constantly having to deal with that. And then an untrained employee that's coming in, constantly moving, equals a poor quality job to your customers. And how many customers are you losing because of that? How much revenue are you losing because of that? So dollars and cents wise, yes, there's a high cost, but how much on the other end are you losing? And are we actually equating those dollars back and forth? Go ahead. Yeah, so what you're really saying there is this is something that we cannot, uh, we can't afford not to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. So let, I mean, we've been talking a little bit um, and I love it because I think we could talk forever, but if we were to kind of start to wrap this up, what would you say for the business owner out there what would be maybe your one or two big takeaways? What would be the things that they need to implement, need to act on today, tomorrow, even this next week? Okay, okay. So if, if you want to grow as a leader, if you want to really apply this stuff, it's got to start with us. We've got to know where we are, and we've got to start working on ourselves. Mm. We've got to know where we want to go. We've got to really take a hard look at why we're doing this, and then we've got to bring others with us. We've got to develop our team. I love that. I love that because you're going through those phases, five phases of leadership, man. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So question from out in left field. Well, maybe not totally out in left field, but what's your best, what is the number one book that you have read over the last year or two years in regards to this self-development and the leadership aspect? What would you say? This is the one book that I've read that like, wow, this was really impactful. There's so many to pick from. Uh, you got to pick one or two. You, I'll give you two, maybe. But. Okay. Okay. All right. There's a book uh, called The Go Giver. Okay. It's not really about leadership, but it is about relationships, and it's it's good. Uh, the Go Giver, uh, Bob Berg, I believe. I have to look and it up. You, I'm not exactly sure. So. <laughs> so it's an excellent read. Easy read. Great book. The other one is The Servant. Mm. That's uh, James C. Hunter. You mentioned it earlier. Um, mm-hmm. He does a really good job of simplifying it and just boiling down what leadership is. I love, love, love the way that he wrote it because it's more of a fable story type telling and they learn principles and he's got five or six different perspectives from different walks of life, things that you wouldn't even think to throw together in a melting pot and they all mix them up and then they get different perspectives and I love the way he wrote it. So we'll leave yeah, that it's amazing a, read. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, excellent. Excellent. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Chris, how would they get a hold of you? Where, where should they go to, to either invite you, talk to you, ask advice? Where should they go? Uh, Facebook Messenger would be good. 
Chris Apple. And how many Chris Apples are there on Facebook? I don't know, but I'm the only one that looks like me. Are we online? <laughs> are we on video? Or? No, no, this is all voice. So how are we going to know who the Chris Apple is? <laughs> Let me give you my email address. Okay. It's chris.apple at prowashservice.net. All right. We're going to put that in the show notes as well. I think what I can do with the uh, Facebook is find your URL, the exact direct link, and we'll put that in the show notes. So if you're looking for that, want to connect with them, by all means, you can go into the notes. Chris, thank you. Tim, thank you. I, I tell you what, I think this is going to be an incredible, helpful it's a conversation that it needs to happen. And I think it needs to happen more often between other men, other leaders, business leaders, business owners. It's something that I think we really need to just open up and say, look, this is a conversation that has to happen. So thank you for having that with me. Thank you for coming yeah. on, man. This has been great. Anything else? Yeah, to team, add? Go ahead. Yeah. I'll throw it out there. When we realize this, when we realize how leadership is the one thing that can, it can just make everything else better. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what to do, work on your leadership. When we realize that, I'm telling you, our lives will not be the same. Mm. So I really appreciate you having me on. This has been good. Love sharing with you. Yeah, yeah. So excellent, excellent. So until next time, guys, thanks. Make sure you follow, like, contact Chris if you want to. Contact me. At the end of the day, take action. Just do the next hard thing. And so until next time, we'll talk. We'll see you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.